Sorry, if you guys could hear that, my apologies. I had Erica Enders coming in through the audio. I may have been pulling clips before we convened today. Mm. I'm very excited about this episode. Any episode that starts with us having an off-air conversation about telling Dave that he's going to have to keep it on the rails, that's always a good that's always a good sign for any episode. <laughs> Probably should be done every episode. <laughs> We're we're excited. We are Where to Turn Pod. That's where we can be found on Twitter at Where to Turn Pod. I am Tommy two underscore zero, where I can also be found tweeting. Uh, you can find me at Glenn three underscore eleven, and you can find me on Twitter at Point Break underscore Dave. And this was an unusual episode because there was no discussion whatsoever. Of recording about anything until sometime yesterday when we got a text from Tommy that said, hey, if we still have a podcast, I have this entire page of notes on a, on a movie that we hadn't really discussed watching that we had to cram in today. Hey, Did you watch it, cram it in. <laughs> oh, yeah, I watched it this afternoon. I didn't have to work today, so. Wow. Yeah, so this this came together. I was doing my bi-weekly check the Tommy two underscore zero Twitter account, which jogged my memory that we still had a podcast, which jogged my memory that I needed to text you guys. <laughs> and I um, not to make the whole show about me, but I'm feeling especially blessed today. I got a new phone. Mm. Hold it up for the camera here. You can see there's Ooh, three cameras on the back of that. It's like the Velveteen and, Dream of phones. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Hey, I, I like that. That's it makes good. sense. A good huh? joke for three. It does. <laughs> but as you both well know, as men of means, the process of getting a new phone involves a lot of migrating data from phone to phone. And when I was checking to ensure all of my notes had c- come across, I had to be careful there. <laughs> that adding the across is important. <laughs> The notes are just doing that other thing. That's a prop. That's a not a feature, feature I was aware of of this of this phone. Yeah, it just so happened to be on this page of notes that I had taken a couple of months ago about a specific movie, and it got me thinking. And we'll get into this in the show because of some stuff that transpired over Thanksgiving when Dave and I were socially distancing. That got me thinking. This is what we needed to do for the show, and and luckily you guys were game for it. I'm excited. So I guess to actually lay it out there, we we watched the movie Right on Track, which is a a Disney movie available to all Disney Plus subscribers. Indeed. 
Yes, and and I would say if you're if you're a fan, fan of this podcast and a Disney Plus subscriber, watch the movie. Just do it right now, and then when it's done, come back and listen to us discuss this movie. I'm not promising that it'll be good. I'm not even <laughs> promising that you won't resent the fact that I just recommended you go watch it, but it will certainly help the next hour or so make a lot more sense. Yes. I think I think we definitely need to establish uh, some background here as far as both of your personal experiences and the times you've crossed paths with the characters portrayed in this movie. Yeah, I think foundational to this entire and this will explain Dave's behavior on the rest of the podcast, because there are some specific plot points that Dave is going to take great, great issue with, which we will document in due time. I was but just half in, hot just the whole back, time I watched this. <laughs> I knew this. See, this is why I wanted to do it. And, and it's even better that, that he watched the movie today, because every, I remember even back when this premiered he was mad and now here we are some 20 plus years later and he still can't get through the movie without being enraged so a couple of quick foundational things dave and i both grew up around the drag racing scene in the texas area which is where the protagonist of this film was based erica enders much to dave chagrin has gone on to be an extraordinarily successful professional racer and fair to say that whatever Dave does, has done, or will do, never will amount to what she's accomplished. And that that is the <laughs> clearly a sticking point for him. We watched this movie when it premiered on the Disney Channel in whatever it was, the you know late 90s. Like we we watched the first airing of this that it ever came out because we were we were apprised that this was coming we were locked in and uh, and we were there for the premiere and that may prior to today that may have been i was going to say the only time i watched it but i think i've watched it another time very close to the first time we watched it and then i've avoided it until about four o'clock this afternoon <laughs> and then i jumped so, in with both feet so a couple a couple other interesting points that'll uh that'll make kind of round out this erica enders dave and myself are all essentially the same age we're we're all within a couple years throughout her junior drag racing career we frequently competed at the same events and both dave and myself have raced against erica enders and in dave's case as he is very much the same age as erica enders so he he may have some differing opinions on the outcome of some of the events of the movie based on real life racing experiences that he's had with her but also yes. some humorous run-ins with uh, her and the entourage and how they were portrayed in the film. We will get Dave's opinion on his <laughs> thoughts on the, the accuracy and veracity of that storytelling. You will. I have a page of notes. I have a page of notes. I've been drinking since four. A pay, I mean, it's like a computer monitor page yes. of notes. This is not like a, uh, we tore off a little sheet. No. If the little was... detective's notebook. No. <laughs> If this was printed out, it would be multiple, multiple pages. Like a scroll. Yes. 
Well, <laughs> and this is what got me fired up when we got the screenshot from Dave of like, I'm only halfway through the movie and I've already got this many notes. I said, this is going to be a good night. So before we get into the movie, there's a couple more foundational elements. So one is this movie found its way back into my life because my son now uh, getting close to being a 10 year old has become fascinated with junior drag racing, found this movie on Disney Plus and loves this movie. And mm. despite Uncle Dave coming over and trying to dash all of his hopes, he's seen this movie probably no less than a dozen times. Big fan. That is poor parenting on your part, Tommy, is what that is. <laughs> you the, s- uh, the other... Go ahead, Dave. Go ahead. Take your say, shots. You... I'm here. Oh, no, I'm like, sit him down, let him watch Hostel or, or something, anything better than this. The I do wish, other interesting. Uh, I was gonna say I wish we had a little more lead-in time because I, I think I may have gotten uh, my Pennzoil racing jacket in time to wear <laughs> for the podcast, <laughs> but maybe that's for another day. Oh, we will cover all of this. <clears throat> the a uh, couple other setup elements, and then and Dave's gonna Dave's gonna be quarterback man. He's gonna be RG three on this. He's gonna lead us to nine points today. I'm going to keep this podcast on the right track or right on track, I I, guess. As I normally do when we review a movie, I cruise through the right on track IMDb. And it was then that my jaw hit the floor and I've still not recovered. I don't think either one of you guys are going to know this, but it's unbelievable. Do you know? Do you know? He's nodding his head. I I, I saw it in the credits. I saw the name. Okay, I don't well, know. We will we will get we will get Dave's unvarnished reaction. So, anyways, it's usually not a good sign when eighty to ninety percent of the cast they don't even have a headshot on IMDb because this was literally the only thing they ever did. Oh no! So we got that working for us. the uh, The star of the movie uh, who portrayed it, who portrayed Eric Enders, she. Um, sorry, I'm gonna get back to my IMDb screen here. She. Uh, Beverly Mitchell, Seventh Heaven fame, uh, clearly at the time of the movie, the most notable actress. She had a very long career on Seventh Heaven, I think pretty much the entire run of the series, 11 or 12 years. The guy that played Greg Enders, John Lindstrom, been still acting to this day, character actor, has been on a lot of stuff that I liked. He was on the most recent season of True Detective, but never in a in a prominent role. But here's here's the only reason we're doing this. Courtney Enders. Yes. Do you know who Courtney Enders, far the most successful actress in the film, doing better than real life Erica Enders, I would hazard a guess. You know, it's, I don't know where you're going with this, but I will say as I watched the movie today, I felt like she acted well anytime there's child actors i'm always kind of like here's a hot take from dave something was good in the movie i'm just anytime there's kid actors i'm like trying to piece together are they any good and i thought she was good so i don't know if i told you that she was a member of the marvel cinematic universe would that surprise you yes if I told you that not only was she a member of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that she was one of the Avengers, would that surprise you? I mean, there's not that many female Avengers. 
I mean, it's like two, right? Yeah. And okay. Scarlett, not, Scarlett Johansson. She's not Scarlett Johansson. I know that. Cordy Enders is none other than Brie Larson, Captain Marvel. Really? Yes. Wow. So fun fact. So I think uh, I think the the child actors that portrayed each of the Enders sisters were they were they were good. They were good in their roles. And Beverly Mitchell net worth 2.5 million. So I think she's doing okay. <laughs> Which is probably how much Brie made for like one minute of Captain Marvel. So she has a her. net worth of 25 million. So she's doing a little better. <laughs> and what is Erica Ender's net worth while we're working at it? Ooh, I haven't looked that up. I should have done that. Should have thought ahead. Give me, give me time. Oh goodness. But with those fun facts, Dave, I will gladly cede the uh, Master of Ceremonies role to you to walk us through Disney's right on track. Let's do it. So before we get there, and I, you know, this is all, is this accurate? I have no idea. It's just off a Google search. Erica Ender's net worth, $1 million. So in the who's doing better, Brie Larson or Erica Enders, we're going to go with Brie Larson on this one? Yeah, but if we go back, if we circle back to who's doing better, Point Break Dave or Erica Enders, Dude. she's not going to be able to drag race forever. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm going to say the just... wind light might be on in the left lane on this one. <laughs> or as they like to call it in this movie, lane one or lane two. <laughs> Which has never been said in drag racing. You think, think with all up? the drag racing aficionados around, they could have got somebody to do some continuity consulting for this Just thing? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. And what's funny about it is, as Tommy pointed out, I mean, to say we overlapped and raced at the same tracks, the same event, I mean, is. A hundred percent accurate. So anytime like I would hear something like lane one, lane two, I'm thinking, well, you know, maybe it's different. Like in the Northeast, I'm like, no, they're in Houston. The movie is portraying them as racing in Houston, a track I've raced at many, many times. (laughs) All right. So anyways, we're going to, you know, my notes are chronological with the movie. So uh, I did want to start with this. And Tommy, you may know. Did Greg Enders, the real Greg Enders, did he ever race? If he did, I can't imagine he would act the way he did at the track. <laughs> because if Very he acted that way in a in a race with adults, he'd be dead right now. <laughs> in the movie, they start with he is not only racing, he's racing some sort of nitro dragster. Apparently engine front engine apparently he was groundbreaking doing no prep racing because the thing smoked the tires the entire length of the track oh i was and, trying to figure this out was this was this them trying to insinuate that he was racing in like the 1950s or 60s in the heyday of drag racing or to your point was he did he just invent no prep racing 20 years early because if they're going for the he was racing in the 1960s 
there was all kinds of huge problems on the track with timing systems and LED scoreboards and all stuff. Flag start, but LED scoreboards. <laughs> yeah, flag start and then timing cones all the way down the track. But don't worry about any of that. Don't, don't, doesn't make any sense. Did you also notice what button he had on the wheel? Oh, no, I didn't. So, I mean, this kind of makes sense with a mag- uh, uh, nitro car, but it was like... <laughs> said like magneto advance or something oh yeah when he presses it the card instantly doubles in speed (laughs) i need one of those in my daily driver definitely need one of those um so yeah the beginning is you feel like that they struggled throughout this whole movie trying to make it seem like the driver has to do more than they really do in a very simple process of going from one place to the other with no actual okay yeah. We just we'll keep that in mind as we work through this. So it starts off with little uh little Erica, you know, sitting in her dad's race car, cuts to the dad racing. She's at home because I guess she's too young to go to the track. And uh then some neighborhood boys, she's sitting on her bike with training wheels. Some neighborhood boys come up and start hassling her that her bike still has training wheels. So she decides to race them. All right, so we're, we're off to a good start here. We have multiple races going on as they cut back and forth. Here's my first problem with the movie. She starts this bike race. Ten feet into the race, both the training wheels fall off her bike. <laughs> So her dad is tuning a nitro dragster, but he can't he can't tighten up the training wheels can't, enough. Can't turn the wrench on that on his daughter's bicycle. I now, mean, her, if his the wheels flew off his dragster, that then that would be a good start to the movie. Yes. Her training wheels kind of broke off like uh, in Forrest Gump, where his leg braces <laughs> broke off when he was out running the bullies. And much like uh, the uh, dragster her dad was in, instantly picks up speed. I guess, you know, maybe the third of a pound, those training wheels, maybe it lightened it. I'm not sure. You're already going into lightning jokes already? I thought we were not going to do this today. (sighs) I I have another another sip of my drink here. He's pacing himself. All right, so... He's He's like a volcano waiting to erupt. All right, so that's the start. Um, you know, they introduce that the NHRA is starting a new league for junior dragsters. Erica wants to race. Greg Ender's completely on board with it. So they go to the track. Um, they couch it as the first ever junior drag racing event. Uh, Which, she goes, by the way, happened in the Northeast. So good try, but... Not exactly true. I actually know the the name of the kids that raced in the first junior race, and neither one of them was Eric or Erica Ender. <laughs> so, also, despite being the first race, a lot of junior dragsters in existence, all perfectly functioning, like they've got all the kinks ironed out. So she goes up. You gotta imagine the first junior race was like a bunch of people walk, walking around like trying to figure out what, you know how to start the thing and and da- you know dad's getting run over by the tires and yeah they didn't have fully baked out racing teams with matching shirts in the first no. race well i mean we were 
on the forefront of it, and it was still pull start like lawnmower engines. And this oh, was like, yeah. and of course in the movie, you know, it's all more modern day where they have starters like you would have for, you know, a drag race motorcycle. Anyways, so Erica goes up, she gets her, I guess her tech card at the little table. She's running off to show her mom. Greg Enders, the dad, is kind of lagging behind. And here's where we're confronted with what's going to be the plot of this entire movie. And I use the word plot as loosely as it can be used. So as Greg Enders is walking away, he's immediately grabbed on the arm by the most stereotypical, greasy, redneck, backwoods-looking bad guy. They've they you, couldn't come up with more. You Go think this, if this guy was in the WWE, he would have been in there with Henry O. Godwin and Phineas I. Godwin yes. as the third Godwin brother? Okay. Yes. No, like they couldn't get a more stereotypical. Like if this guy wasn't at the races, he'd be trying to arm wrestle Lincoln Hawks in front of his <laughs> son. Like that's who this guy is. And so he grabs Greg Enders and his line is, do you think it's a good idea to let a girl race? And, of course, Greg Enders has the comeback of, well, let's just wait till the end of the race and then you can tell me. So we're two minutes into the movie and I already have an enormous problem. Because they go on in this race. Her car is also like black and pink and people are making fun of it for being pink. And as Tommy alluded to, they call her Eric Enders and her mom corrects the which, by the way, they had the announcers like ringside, like wrestling. They're sitting at a table on yeah. the starting line. So I have a I have a huge note about this. So if you're at an auto race where it's loud, do you want to put the announcer right by the loudest part of the? Does that make any sense? No. No, and there's no way that the announcer, even if there, would have been able to hear the mom, because there's been so much other stuff going on in the exactly. background. Plus, he has a headset on. He would just he, and he would have just ignored her, but exactly. we have to further this whole idea. And I, I just love the way that he hears the mom be be like, "No, that's Erica Enders. It's a girl." And he's like, "Oh, ho, ho, folks, Erica <laughs> Enders. Apparently, some girl. <laughs> Who would have thought?" Yeah, the only thing factually accurate in that whole scene was that he was wearing the headset because this was a very real phenomenon. So we're talking. We're driving junior dragsters that are powered by lawnmower engines, <laughs> and they have a multi-thousand-dollar headset. They they actually had this, and they were the only people I ever saw use one in a junior dragster because everybody else was like, yeah, I tell my kid what to do, and then I start the car, and they run the race. They don't need to be narrated through every step of the way. Yes. Or in the case of our dad, I'm just too cheap to spend any money on junior <laughs> dragsters, so... So do you think that uh, the father, the Ender's father in this movie is portrayed accurately as far as his personality and stuff? So I guess now is as good a time as any to get into it. Imagine the most over-the-top dad you've ever met in your life and then amplify that times about five, and that's him in real life. He he was never sat still. We This is what was what I was going to bring up, and, and I – Forgot to get it, so I, don't, I can't promise this to the audience, but we have video of him that we reviewed over the Thanksgiving holiday where 
I think my mom just started rolling tape on him at the track, just walking back and forth because he was so crazy to watch and his just frenetic motions and hand signals and jumping up and down and he jumps up on the wall and jumps down and he, he never stopped. He was, he was the most aggravating person to have to deal with at the track because he was, he was just, and couldn't be more smug or into himself or into how great his kids were at all times. He was just, yeah. just unbelievable. And everybody made fun of him. You know I mean? They thought that they were so cool with their headsets and walking around. And then when he wasn't around, it was just constantly people just making fun of just what a ridiculous character he was. Yeah, that's the thing. Like the the video we were reviewing, it was, <laughs> it was trained on him, not because anyone knew who they were or thought anything of them. It was just he was so ridiculous. It's like, what is this guy doing? But to Tommy's point... Like, this movie is what they thought of themselves, but no one else shared that opinion. Um, right. It's like it's like if they were going to make a movie about me and I would be like, well, yeah, I mean, you know, clearly you have to get, uh, you know, Sergio Garcia or, uh, <laughs> you know, Brooks Kepka to play me. And when in actuality, like Rachel Maddow should be playing me. You know, that's that's kind of. That's kind of the difference there. Oh, so, all right, we got to get back into this. So at the uh, oh, one other thing happens at this race. She's uh, I believe she wins the race and she gets well, a little trophy she does because to your point, this is what they thought about themselves and they won every week in their own mind. Exactly. So she gets her little trophy and then she sees uh, what is known in drag racing circles as a Wally which is the nice trophy of man with the helmet under one arm and the tire next to him, which is the trophy that you get for winning a national event. And uh, Greg Enders explains to her, well, only only time you'd ever get to race for that is at the nationals. Did you like how that trophy was on like a rotating pedestal? Like when has that ever been a thing? It's never, it's never happened. It's never happened. So they skip ahead a little bit in time. Now, uh, uh, Captain Marvel is now racing in Erica's old car. Erica's got a new car. And um, we now get grown up, grown up, teenage Erica, who's now the girl from Seventh Heaven. And now we get to the, her first race against who will be the villain of the movie, Jordy. What an odd choice for a name. Yeah, it's a weird name, isn't it? It's like it's not even like a it's real like name. Like it's a like a composite of yeah, like two an names. amalgamation of a couple different names. <laughs> like if you took two in particular and combined them into one name, this yeah. is what you would end up with. Yeah, it's kind of like weird that. how that worked out. Well, anyways, we meet Jordy. More importantly, we meet Jordy's dad, who's a huge a hole. Hole, that guy. God. What an a hole he is. <laughs> Mr. Knowlton. Mr. Knowlton. So we get a lot more stuff about, you know, her being a girl. I believe the dad's line was something to the effect of your little girl isn't going to cry after my son beats her, is she? Uh, they're racing in Houston. That was their home track. 
surprising number of mountains in the background of Houston. <laughs> okay, so this was like I didn't take any notes, but this was the one that had to make it in here because I'm just casually watching this, very low expectations. We're gonna go race. You got the banners up that say Houston Raceway. They take off down the track, and you get the wide shot, and I'm like. Those are the freaking Rocky Mountains <laughs> in the background. <laughs> I didn't know, like, are we in Houston or are we in Zamunda? Because we know there's mountains there. It's like Houston, Colorado. I just assumed that that was, uh, you know, pre-hurricane and they all have gotten washed away, but I guess not. <laughs> I don't think it works like that. So so they're still, you know, they're they're going on with the uh, the... She's a girl, which, I mean, I don't even know how to explain. Tommy and I were racing the exact same time. It wasn't 50-50, but there were a ton of girls that were in there. There were pink cars. There was cars with Little Miss, whatever. Like, it was not an uncommon. There was probably a third were girls. Yeah, and you pretty much got beat by a girl at least several times a month. And after the race, you're like, oh, man, I lost. You didn't go around being like, well, I'm never racing again. I got beat by a girl that can't, can't continue on with this. And here's the thing. There were some girls that were good and there were some girls that were bad. <laughs> like it was just like and if you got beat by one of the good ones, you're like, oh, I, I got beat. <laughs> What's it? They're trying to make her out to be Jackie Robinson. <laughs> and it just wasn't. Uh. All right, so, oh, there was one other thing here that was great. So, she loses in the final. Uh, they talk to Jordy and his dad. His dad's a jerk. <laughs> There's a scene where they're loading the car on the trailer, and Greg Enders is out there tightening, like, the race is over, and he's tightening <laughs> the lug nuts on the rear wheels, and I'm like, is he still fighting his personal <laughs> demons about the training wheels? <laughs> like, is he still, like, he can't. He has to check them every day now. So uh, so after that first race, now, of course, you know, again, I, I think Dave's hit the uh, the kind of meta narrative, which is this movie is their projection of how they think they are. So they thought they were breaking the gender barrier. They weren't. Dad thought he was this really amazing, inspirational dad. He wasn't. They thought they won every week. They didn't. They thought they were really good sports. They weren't. They go over to offer Jordy the handshake, and his dad is like, why don't you do us all a favor and just leave the sport? Yes. <laughs> and that's why I decided he's my favorite character in the movie because, like, what a great dad that guy is. Well, and, and that's uh, why you know, I asked. a nine or ten year old comes over and he's like, why don't you just do us all a favor and just get out of drag race? That would be that's great. That's why I asked about uh, the portrayal of Erica's dad because I know it's a Disney movie. But in in real life, I'm thinking like if somebody said that to your kid, like you are you may not be reaching for the torque wrench, but <laughs> you were like in that guy's face for sure. You don't talk to anybody's kid like that. No. And he just kind of was uh, like, "Well, you're right, Erica. He's not a nice guy." I will I will give you a a shoot story about Greg Enders and an interaction I had with him a little later, a little later yes. in the notes. Hold, hold that thought. This is a good story. So, all right. So we have that. Um, thank you for, I forgot the get out of the sport, but that was a oh, yeah. classic Dude, part. Jordy's, Jordy's dad, 
two-time top fuel runner-up. <laughs> always whatever they always that, that. Whatever that means. So then we have a scene which uh, really sent me into hypnosis as being someone who drag race, but I think even those that don't will understand this. Erica's working on the, uh, she's got a little practice tree, right? And that is one thing I will give the movie credit for. They did emphasize, they didn't get into the nuances of bracket racing in any way, but they did emphasize that a good reaction time, leaving, you know, on the tree at the correct time is a big advantage, and that's important to the race, which is true. So she's sitting there, and she's working on their little practice tree, and she goes, I guess it was 5.35, which at that time, the timing system, 5 it's 0.500, so that it's going to the thousandth of a second. 500 was perfect, so she was close. She was 35 thousandths away from perfect. But it's a reaction time thing. So you're just sitting there hitting it over and over and over, and you're varying and you're trying not to. But she, her sister, Courtney, gets it, and she has a better light. And then Eric goes, it took me almost an hour to get to a 535. It's like, that doesn't make sense. It's yeah, like, yeah. you're just uh, doing it. Like, it's not like yeah. you're slowly incrementing closer and closer. Like, if you were doing it with your eyes closed, you could get to a 535 within a minute because you'd have hit it, like, 70 <laughs> times in that, in or well, I guess not 70, but 40 or 50 times. Yeah. And, so the, by the way, the uh, scene where she's doing that in school, she's letting go after the green's on, and it's popping up like 522. I have no idea how they did that, but dude, that's not how it works. Yeah, the continuity. I mean, every time you heard the motor rev, the green was on. So they were all dead late the entire movie. Um, so the next racing scene we have is at Texas Raceway, which... They claim is in Dallas, Texas. We know it's actually in Kennedale. Did that look like Kennedale to anyone else? <laughs> no, I didn't see any well, porn stores. I didn't see a topless bar a in the Express. background. So yeah, I saw I saw three junkyards and two topless bars in the back of the shot next to the mountains. And every every time they show the pits, it's like full national event. You know, just huge transporters. Uh, which obviously is not the case at most races. Just the the amount of fans and the amount of media, there's never been a drag race that's had either, and I'm talking about professional races. Yes. The only media that shows up to professional races is the media that's paid by the NHRA to be there <laughs> to write about the NHRA. Like, there's yeah. no independent media that cares at all about drag racing, which is fine. It's just true. It's a fringe Much sport. less a junior dragster race. Yes. Boy, and we if get into media is going to, if media is going to Texas Raceway, the lead of the story is going to be like unidentified body found in burning car. <laughs> it's not going to be drag racing. Oh man, we get more into Meth lab media coverage. Busted. <laughs> so, and then the this did have a good uh, continuity issue where Courtney makes a run, and it's like noon bright as day by the time they tow her back to the trailer it's dark so i don't know what went down on the big the the top the end there basically yes the waco day night continuity <laughs> another thing you can notice throughout the movie when they have close-ups of them either with or without their helmet on where they're talking and then they show racing scenes notice the difference between the top of the helmet and the top of the cage in the car 
it's clearly different people driving in the races than are in the uh, close-up scenes, but they didn't even bother to put the person on a booster seat so their head would be the same height. We can't even get similar body sizes. Yeah, we can't well, even fix them. Might be a problem. <laughs> well, maybe. Oh, never mind. See, he said he wasn't going to do this, and now he's starting it. Here we go. He's <laughs> talking about reinforced chassis and... I'm just moving on with add the movie. Some extra support bars. I hear you. I so hear what, we, I see what's happening. We are moving on, and this is where we meet. Uh, I I believe he's either Asian or, or Hawaiian. I believe he's Asian. Her pit crew guy, another kid her age that he, he's really not introduced. He's just kind of there all of a sudden. I did write down his name. His name's Randy. So Randy, you know, yeah, never introduced. He's just there. We're not sure where, like, why he's hanging out with the Enders all the time. No explanation given, but she's uh, she's talking with him as they enjoy some French fries at the races. And uh, he's asking her why she doesn't have or she's asking him why he doesn't have a girlfriend and he kind of flips it around on her and, you know, they obviously come to the only logical conclusion that she doesn't have a boyfriend because all the boys are intimidated by her. Clearly. Oh boy. Oh Clearly. Boy. That's the reason. And, you know, we talking about like physically intimidated or they're intimidated by her massive drag racing success. Define massive. <laughs> So then, high point of the movie, we get a cameo by the real life Erica Enders, which I had forgot she was in the movie. Yes, yes, so, yes, yes. Well, uh, they're talking about why Erica, you know, doesn't have a boyfriend. Real Erica Enders, shoot Erica Enders, drives up on like a little scooter, and all the boys just run over to her. And then working Eric Enders, still talking to Randy, starts commenting, man, just all the boys love her. So, like, even in a movie that's glorifying themselves, they then had to put themselves in it and glorify. It's like the inception of glorifying yourself. (laughs) And I just looked up and the Asian Hawaiian character's name in the movie is Randy Jones, which reminds me of... uh, very uh, several years ago when we went to our uh, on our Kansas City trip and we were at the baseball game and the Angels had a guy who was very Asian named Hank Conger and I made the comment of there's no way someone that impossibly Asian should be named Hank Conger and then the couple next to us mysteriously walked upstairs and never came back Would you would you say it's probably fair to say that half the people in Kennedale are named Randy Jones? <laughs> yes. Is that the they most Kennedale sounding name you've ever heard? They don't look like this Randy Jones though. So, all right. So next scene we get we get a uh, her at, at her high school. They're doing some sort of volleyball practice, and they're you know lined up to do you know, whatever drill. And we're now introduced to the mean girls at her school who start needling her that racing doesn't take any athletic ability. 
And I'm sitting there as they say this, and I'm like, you know what? They're absolutely right. <laughs> Racing doesn't take any athletic ability. And this is In coming fact, from someone. You could, you could race if you were really fat. <laughs> Racing as a racer, I will defend it. It takes to be good at it. Takes a lot of skill. But it doesn't take any athletic ability. Well, of course, when they start saying that, Erica goes on a rant about how, oh, you've got to have incredible strength in your arms and your neck because of the G-forces. Of a lawnmower engine. Which, we're not talking top fuel, we're not talking Formula One, we're talking about a car that goes 60 miles per hour. So, we get that whole thing, and then... She tells them off and then goes in her volleyball drill and performs like a four foot vertical. Like it was incredible. I was like, why did you have to argue with them? Like, just go do that. Like, that'll that'll show them you're athletic. <laughs> so. All right. So what's next? OK, so we did that. And then we get Erica at the house mad. She's mad a lot in this movie, by the way. She's always grumpy about something. Mm-hmm. She's mad that. Jordy, our our villain of the movie, Jordy has sponsorships and she's just as good as he is, but no one's coming to her, giving her a sponsorship. And she's complaining to her dad. You know, she says something about re- racing being very expensive. So we now have two truths in this movie. One is it doesn't take athletic ability and two, it is very expensive. <laughs> I think those yes, are the only she two. Also, yeah. She also and, has the quote that, uh, the only reason they have sponsors is because they're boys. Yes. Yeah. I, think, I think your other note was she was upset that the only sponsor, potential sponsor that she had was Hostess. <laughs> but that was that was that was Point Break Dave's note, not mine. Oh, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, try to I pass didn't. that on me. No, but this scene was I was watching this, and like I said, I'd forgotten parts of this movie, and I was watching this scene. So she's talking about racing being expensive. Greg Enders is sitting there. He's like, let me worry about the money. You know, she says, well, you wouldn't have to worry about the money if I had a sponsor, but I can't get one because I'm a girl. And Greg Enders is sitting there. He's biting on the end of his eyeglasses. He's holding some papers, which, you know, are like past due notices on his second mortgage. (laughs) And I'm just I'm he's kind of thoughtfully sitting there and I'm just waiting for him to look up and be like, you know what, Erica, you're right. Let's do this. Let's pump you full of testosterone, call you Eric, and go get some sponsors. <laughs> let's, let's do Take it. Take one for the team, honey. And that's not the direction the movie went, which I think well, may have been the, a more interesting movie. And who knows how much money they were actually getting, but the double, the ultimate ir- irony of this is in Racing Juniors, no one, boy or girl, had sponsorship except Eric Anders. And we don't know what they were really getting, but they definitely had yeah. all the Pennzoil junk like yeah. they were getting something. They gave the appearance that they had a sponsor, yes. which is more than we did. Well, I think okay. our car said, like, thanks, Grandpa, on the side of it or something. <laughs> all right, so we get that scene. Uh, so now we got that part of the story. She wants a sponsorship, but can't get one. Um, we have a, a Jordy time trial in which his car switches lanes. 
<laughs> it's another continuity error, which is I enjoy. I just um, feel like he was so good, he made a time trial in both lanes during one time trial. Maybe that's it. Trick his dad taught him. Well, she finally gets down to the final. Uh, and she turns it red. A little too amped up. Red lights, Jordy just gives it to him. Dude, he was having women just give it to him his entire life. <laughs> Probably still is. Trust me. And you're me. sitting there and you watch her just... Just and it didn't even look like a close red. It was bad, and you're like, you know what? Maybe she should just leave the score. <laughs> All right, so oh man, you guys feel free to jump in, but I'm just gonna keep going chronological here. No, I was gonna say I think this is about the point that uh, I thought. Okay, we've gotten the introduction to all the key players. We know what the main message of the movie is. Here's the moment where she got knocked down. She got knocked flat on her back. And now now we have the redemption scene. We have the montage. And then she's going to come back and win at the end. Okay, there's probably like 20 minutes left in this movie. <laughs> I, I tapped my phone, hit the little timer, and it was like 57 minutes left. And I'm like, what are they possibly going to review just to their yeah. dad, just turning the lug nuts. <laughs> you gotta, yeah. There was, there could have been some editing. Like, were you wondering if the last thirty minutes was just gonna be like where every day everyone used her number to raise? There, <laughs> everyone no put forty two on there. <laughs> there's no way this should have been longer than an hour. No. Uh, all right. So, oh, one other quick thing that i found funny i'm sure you guys will too so the next race uh greg the dad and courtney are working on courtney's car in the pits and greg turns to her and says give me the torque wrench set it to 150 what are you torquing on a junior dragster 150 foot pounds and anything you torque to 150 on a junior would break off that that's yes. a and that's a shoot yes Oh my gosh, that I, I died. And I know you're not the most mechanically inclined, but on my full size dragster, we torqued the back wheels to 80. Okay, <laughs> that number seemed a little excessive to me as well. It was a little high. But maybe but we, since he was, maybe since he's Chinese, there was metric. It was, it was yen. <laughs> I was gonna say maybe thoughts maybe. and prayers to Randy. I hope he's doing well out there. Maybe Greg is overcompensating because we know he leaves screws, bolts loose a lot. Um, so while they're doing this work, I'm assuming the guy didn't overhear the 150 foot pounds or he would have just walked away. But Pinzo guy comes over and he says, uh, hey, yes. I've got some big wigs with me. And his daughter is a huge fan of Erica, by the way. So Well, because of all the media coverage. She's building a fan base. Yes. Uh, and he says, if Erica can show us something today, maybe I can convince the bigwigs to give her a sponsorship. Well, what I did find humorous is so the next uh, next scene is Erica's rolling up for her next race. We see Pinzel, a guy that we just got introduced to on the starting line. He's nudging the guy next to him like, hey, this is the one I was telling you about. The guy he's nudging is like a 
spare 20 year old looking guy in like a junky Pennzoil t-shirt. It's like that guy's the big, the big wing. Like this guy walked right out of Jiffy Lube five seconds ago. Um, so in this race, so we got, it's, you know, it's like Friday night lights, right? The scouts are there. This is a big race. Erica goes up there. The clutch bolt was loose. They see it right as she's about to take off. How and have they still leaving bolts loose? I don't know. How is this possible? You know, maybe that's what he was going to tighten and Pennzoil Man distracted him. Pennzoil Man may be trying to kill Erica. <laughs> that may be the subplot to this movie. Oh, but boy. did you know when the, when the clutch bolt is loose, it simultaneously sticks the throttle wide open, fails the brake system, and will not allow the kill switch to shut off the motor. All three yeah, of those yes. things. And adds a side-mounted smoke machine that wasn't there <laughs> in any of the other runs. So, Did she... he not edited out the smoke machine? It's just <sighs> sitting there on the side of the car. No. Or at least filmed it from the other side. That's the least of our problems in this scene. So, so, by the way, Glenn, again, not mechanically incli- inclined. If the clutch bolt falls off, the motor doesn't, it just freewheels and doesn't go anywhere. The car literally stops. That's what happens if the clutch bolt comes off. It doesn't go faster. It doesn't go anywhere because the <laughs> thing connecting the motor to the rear wheels is now gone. It's now There's no forward here. drive. That's that what happens sense. when the clutch bolt comes up. So, so she, did she ever have any type of serious accident like this? No. 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 And even well, not in a was junior, in the movie, she might have at home. I <laughs> I don't know about that, but not in a junior. But even in the movie, like the accident that was portrayed, I was like, they're really they're bringing in the helicopter to like medevac her. Oh, I would have been the... really mad if they got the jaws of life out when I just kind of went off into the sand and stayed on all four wheels. I'm like, don't cut up like oh, they already did. Let no, me tell that's you the... something. I saw a guy roll over three times in a stock car at Grayson County Speedway, and eight human men just came out and flipped their their car over by themselves. No medical personnel. (laughs) That's what racing's about. There was no helicopter ride involved. There's a lot in this scene. So she runs off the end of the track. She runs through the sand. She hits the net, as Tommy and Glenn pointed out. It just kind of bumps the front end of the car. Apparently knocked her out, which is beyond me how that happens. But, like, the front end of the car is a little dinged up. The safety crew is right on it. The full-grown man safety guy is, like, leaning in the cage. Like, his entire shoulders are inside the cage because the cage is fine. It's not crimped. It's not collapsed. And they're like, we don't know how to get her out. <laughs> which is not could be a problem current day not a problem this time. okay you said it, you weren't going to do this and now you're doing it you need to I stop doing this no i'm saying current day like roll cages collapse easier that's what i was saying so they walk over they get the jaws of life like she's wrecked 10 seconds ago there's no like hey should we really do this as Ten seconds after they wreck, the helicopter's landing on the track. So I don't know where that thing was, but it, it was, was close. Circling. It was. It knew. It, it knew danger was coming. Clearly. 
So yeah, they cut the uh, entire roll cage off. They medevac her to the hospital. We get we get a uh, Mrs. Enders very upset. She's she's giving it to Greg. I believe his line when he was first getting uh, Erica into it said, "If it was dangerous, I wouldn't let her do it." And now she's throwing that line back in his face, which subplot of this movie it could be all get their marriage back on track because man they did <laughs> they were not he was not dating his spouse which we <laughs> highly recommend on this show so they come out doctors like yeah she's fine like there's absolutely nothing wrong with her <laughs> they take her back to the track the same day old randy has welded the roll cage back on <laughs> Which was chrome, by the way. Yeah. This guy not only has a welder, he welded the chrome roll cage back on. Yeah. Which she is could... incredibly illegal to do. Yes. Uh, but... You could never re-weld a broken roll cage. Like, you got to start from scratch on that one. Yeah, no, there's chassis certifications in drag racing, even in juniors, that you have to recertify. Not only that, they show her, she gets in the piece together roll cage because she wants to make another run they go up there her helmet's all dinged up from the crash which is another thing you crash that helmet's gone you can't use that helmet anymore as tommy will know because he had that happen one time (laughs) tommy has put a car in the wall and that helmet was decommissioned after that because you can't use it after it's been in an accident but they they just let her go back up there with no, no, she's fine. A 15-year-old welded the roll cage back together. <laughs> Don't worry at all. Um, so, yeah, Randy. we got the, He knew what he was doing. Rand, Randy, Randy's the unsung hero of this. By the way, Randy, not real, by the way. We raced with them a lot. There was never a Asian kid helping them. Named Randy. Okay. So they, they that was the Disney producers adding in some diversity. Yes. Because you know what would be a Jackie Robinson-like story? If they maybe had a African-American junior driver, because that probably would have been the first one. <laughs> that was much less frequent than the girl junior extra driving driver, which was very commonplace. Especially if we're talking Kennedale. If we're talking yes. Texas Raceway. <laughs> yes. Because yeah. it was it a was raceway, one race. <laughs> Oh, goodness. All right, so after she makes the second run, which, by the way, the car did a wheel stand in that run, <laughs> which there's that. Pencil guy yeah, comes by uh, the trailer. Uh, Randy Tune in there. Comes by the trailer to tell her that she showed him something. And now he wants to sponsor her. She's decided now that she hasn't had any. She was just complaining about how no one wants to sponsor. She finally gets one. Now it's time to play hardball. And, well, you got to sponsor my sister, too. Which he says okay to. Then we get a montage of them doing, like, a full-on promotional photo shoot. This with them too. killed me. Oh, just, my gosh. I really, like, I almost just had to stop watching at this part. Yeah, this is the Disney but they would, I mean, they would hand out promotional photos of themselves at the track. So you can imagine being out at Kennedale, just trying to enjoy your Saturday night. And then somebody's like, hey, here, would you like a picture of uh, 
you know, they kind of handed them out like they do in Vegas when you're like by Casino Royale and they're like slap your hand, kind of slapping them. Yeah, slapping them against their hands. That's kind of how it was. But you could get those. That that was a very real thing. You could, you could. So they do that. Uh, one part is now they're in their real cars. Like when we would race with them, it was this Pennzoil car. Yeah, for Erica, and I think those were the car. real cars. Yeah. I don't, no, I don't think those were, were movie props. I think that was the real Ender's cars. Um. So, all right. So they get all that. And they're decked out. There's also a scene where they're sitting at a table at the races, and there's a line of people to get their autographs. Which, again, this movie is what they thought reality now, was. I've been at racetracks where there's been lines like that, but at the end of the line, there's usually just a trough. <laughs> <laughs> and it's usually all men in that line for some reason. <laughs> well said. Well said. Um all right, so what else? Disney movie. Oh yeah, so we have to show her uh doing her driver's ed test and she's in like some jacked up F one fifty. This Go ahead, this Glenn. got a no, this got a, a big fast forward. I, I went ahead about three minutes and I, I saw the very end of it. I was like what are they doing? This is such overcompensation for, hey, hey, girls can do exactly what everybody else can. Yes. Yes. They can operate that vehicle for sure. I get it. No, and she has to have the jacked up truck. She has to have the license plate holder that says, not my boyfriend's truck. We have to get the, much like they did with every junior race, they also sped up the film on her driving, driver's ed, you know, driver's test. We have to get the instructor like, wow, you're really good at this. It's like, oh my, okay, yeah, we get it. Yes, all right. Um, so then and we get... such a, an athlete, too. Yes, my goodness. We get the school dance. Well, I guess not a dance. A school event at an ice skating rink. She wants to go with this guy, Todd. Todd's, Todd's the guy she wants at high school. Can't string it together, so she goes, Randy. And you Get know, Randy. like, this is the only reason Randy's doing any of this was for this moment. There's no doubt. Oh, like, and by this the way. Was, this was it for Randy. This was this is why he was doing everything. No, Randy, th- Randy's put in all this work, man. He was like, he was like uh, Jacob, where he worked for seven years to try to marry Rachel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. We are a faith-based. <laughs> That's true. So, uh, Randy's been putting in the work. He finally gets to go to the, the ice skating school event. By the way, the ice skating date where neither person can ice skate has to be like the overplayed movie TV show. They need to find something new. All right. So we get that. They get, they do their thing when they're leaving. Of course, the girls that were mean to Erica, their car won't start. So Erica and Randy have to be AAA and go over there and fix their car. Did you notice in this scene how like an entire toolbox full of tools yes. just magically appears out of nowhere? Like they they can't get their car to start and she goes over there and then somehow there's this miraculous It's like it's like in the Bible when the manna came down from heaven. <laughs> I like, like to think the Lord rained tools down on this situation. I like to think Randy just has a toolbox all the time. He's just always ready. That makes sense. Or who knows what he had planned for this date? 
<laughs> I know that the the ice is not his natural surface. <laughs> he was not able to make a step before he fell down. No. And I think it's at the end, maybe when they get back, that he mentions to Erica, uh, hey, maybe we could do this for real sometime. And she's like, you mean like a date? He's like, yeah. And she basically just laughs in his face. <laughs> it was horrible. Poor Randy, man. He put it out there and she's like, no. I like Todd. <laughs> MF and Todd. No, I I felt so bad for Randy. I had to, I had to compose myself. I cried a little. It's emotional. It's emotional. All right, so uh, what happens next? Oh, Erica gets her mid-semester report card showing she's got a B average in French. That's a problem because the inter parents say she would have just taken Chinese. Randy could have helped her get a good grade. The B average means you can only race in Houston. You can't travel out of state anymore. And but we've established on this podcast for a long time that Houston's a trash city, so I could see why that's a problem. Why would you ever want to leave Houston? Have you seen those mountains? <laughs> I mean, just year-round. It's perfect. I want, so, to, I want to pull the documents on the report cards for these two because <laughs> the deal was it was straight A's or no out-of-state racing. I want to know what those grades were. <laughs> that's a good point. We need to investigate that. Um, yeah, so she can't leave Houston, so uh, she goes and eats at Biggio's every day for the yeah. 25 years. Which, if you're stuck in Houston, I think is not a bad plan. A very good Cobb salad. We were there for three days and ate there every day, so good times. Um, yeah, so she can't leave she can't race outside of Houston. The last qualifying race is in Salt Lake City, which none of this makes any sense with how that was actually done. Well, and that there's no NHRA track in Salt Lake City, but don't worry about that. Um, hey, there are mountains in Salt Lake City, though. Dead gump. Oh, there's mountains. So they're doing this whole back and forth with the parents, and you know he's saying, you know, she's like, well, to get to the nationals, I have to go to this race, and they're saying no because your grades aren't. And the whole time I'm thinking, what does Pennzoil man think about this? Isn't he paying her for exposure? <laughs> like, we're not gonna sponsor a car and then just have you sit at home. <laughs> so she, uh, we get a scene of her studying for her French. Todd, who's the guy who, by the way, is every time you see him, he's playing basketball. He's walking around in his letterman jacket. Turns out old Todd, phenomenal student. Like he's breaking every high school movie stereotype as he sits down and helps her study for French, which he is fluent in, apparently. Uh, He asks her out, but she she says no because she has to race every weekend. Um, what else happens? Oh, her volleyball team makes the finals of a tournament and the final is going to be Saturday morning. And she says, it's okay. I can make it. We're racing somewhere Friday night. We'll drive all night back to the volleyball finals Saturday morning. So they break down driving back from the races. Should get delayed? Sure. The clutch bolt on the RV fell off. (laughs) (laughs) 
They end up pulling up to the school gym, motorhome, trailer, everything. Just the full rig pulls up in the school parking lot. She runs in right as the game's over. Her team lost. Apparently they got crushed was what someone said. All the other players, the coach, all blaming Erica for their big loss. A lot of continuity issues here. One, she can only race in Houston. So where are they racing that they have to drive all night to get back to the school? Houston's a fairly big geographical area. They could like have I been on like the outside Houston. Baytown, maybe. I don't know. I was trying my hardest to make this work. I'm like, well, maybe, maybe the volleyball game was somewhere out of state. Which, it's in the same school they've been in the whole movie, so that's not true. But two, it's like, if it was, and they break down in Houston... You're in your hometown. You call someone <laughs> like, hey, we're 10 miles up the road. Come get us. Yeah, maybe call those girls that were mean to her and be like, bring all of those tools that you have in your car. And I bet we can fix our RV with these. Where, where's Randy? Get him. Randy was, was he there. with them? Yeah, Randy and Greg were working on it while Erica was being a jerk and just like, hurry okay. up, hurry up, hurry up. Yeah, so that's right. Randy was with them, and Disney's like, let's get Randy in here. Let's have diversity. This is this is a big step for us. But when we're in the trailer and we're having hamburgers at night, let's also have Randy request some wasabi for his hamburger <laughs> so we can also get a big stereotype in play here. <laughs> Why don't you give him a pair of chopsticks, Disney? <laughs> And by the way, like, I mean, it is a Disney movie, and we know that they like to do this. Are we assuming both of Randy's parents are dead? <laughs> like, where where are they this whole movie? They're probably, like, there, but they were just, like, sneaking around, hiding somewhere, perhaps. Uh, all right, another weird thing about that I think that I is- got my Bill Parcells jokes messed up there. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah. They were probably in the lab creating a virus. That how about that? Is that better? There you go. Okay. Um, they they weren't getting up early to open up a shop that has donuts on the outside. <laughs> All right, some so type of dry cleaning they, establishment. The other weird part of the movie is at no point is it said or insinuated that Erica's like the star volleyball player, but boy, they lose and it's a hundred percent her fault. So odd, odd sense there. All right. So anyways, after the volleyball issues, Erica has like a full breakdown at the house. Uh, she's studying for a French final. Oh, earlier, uh, her friend gave her the answer key to the test, which I don't know how the friend got that, but she's industrious. Clearly. <laughs> Uh, so she very dramatically rips it up because, you know, the enders, they're just perfect in every way. She's not going to cheat. Uh, but then she starts loading all her trophies into boxes because she is quitting racing, guys. Oh, my gosh. Like, what? And that's the end of the movie. And that's the end of the sad, movie. Sad. And that's today's sad story. So, of course, we got to get, you know, Greg Enders, he's got to get himself over. So he comes in there and he, you know, he plays the good dad of, oh, you know, you're so talented, but 
I'll back you up on whatever decision you make. Uh, so we get the next scene. It's race day. Uh, they're gonna dad. slide Randy between the pipes. <laughs> no, they're not letting Randy drive. They're just gonna let that other car sit. <laughs> so Dad, Courtney, and Randy are loaded. Captain Randy. Randy, what was his last name? I forgot already. Jones. <laughs> yeah, slide the captain Randy Jones between the pipes. <laughs> Classic, <laughs> ancient Asian surname. Jones. Uh, all right, so yeah, Dad, Greg Enders, Courtney, and Randy are all loading up to leave. Erica's staying behind. This was very reminiscent of when we reviewed Mr. Mom, and all the women leave, and all the kids are still in that other room. Like Greg, Randy, and uh, Courtney are there. And then Courtney and Randy go get in the truck and Greg's still t- talking to Erica and the truck like starts up. It's like, <laughs> who's driving the truck? Uh, so we get a, we get a montage of Courtney racing, Erica being very bored at home. This montage shows a lot of Greg Ender's starting line antics, which I found toned down from what they were in real life, but they did. Yes. He had to get all his weird handshakes and that's accurate. That happened. Very. All right. So uh, skip ahead a little bit. She gets an A in her French class. She decides she wants to race again. She qualifies for the nationals. Uh, yeah. So we, which by the way, Glenn qualifying for the nationals was amounted to, Hey dad, do you have enough money to drive us to a race out of state? Okay, great. Well, guess what? We just qualified. (laughs) True. Um, all right. So, Oh yeah. So this is weird. (laughs) We get, uh, so she, she's back, she's racing. Um, and kind of a sub point, like for some reason she's qualified. She goes to the league commissioner and she, for, she wants to make another run. It's never really explained why, but he tells her there's no one left in her class to race. And subplot of the movie was Courtney always wants to race Erica and Erica never wants to race her. Uh, and, Courtney pops up and she's like, well, she can race me. And Erica's like, well, no, you're in a different class. It's against league rules. And the commissioner's like, well, it's not an actual race. Like, the race is over. <laughs> so he's like, yeah. yeah, go ahead. You two race. So they go. They Which, it's like, why not just let her make a bye run? Like, what does it matter yeah. at this point? So they race in this whatever, you know, match race that they're stopping down the whole track to do. Courtney beats her. They get down to the other end and they're like, hey, do you want to race again? And they just pull back to the starting line. They're like, all right, stop everything down again. Yeah. It's, we're going to, we're just going to, yeah, start our own movie here. Man. Um, all right. So they go back. Erica's at home. She has ESPN, main ESPN, not the Ocho, main ESPN on the TV. Full graphic. Erica Enders. Let's talk about the Junior Dragster Nationals on ESPN. The media coverage in this movie was unbelievable. And it's weird how she, you know, is always being overlooked, can't get a sponsor, yet she's the most covered Junior Dragster driver in the history of the sport. It's crazy how that works. All right, so 
they do that. Todd comes to the door to wish her luck. He lets her know that he has a bunch of friends coming over to watch the race on TV. That's so. apparently going to be live. I had this in my notes. This this yes. is unprecedented. It is. Uh, did you so like they, how? Uh, did you like how the entire time Todd was standing at the door talking to her, Greg was in the background with a rag, like polishing a tailpipe on the junior <laughs> dragster? Do you think that was like some real clever director just <laughs> doing that, like real meta insinuation? I will say this: like as much as they like try to make, uh, you know, Erica like this hardcore. I want to race. I can do anything. She, they never show her working on her car. Well, like she's why in, would you need to when you have Randy Jones that's the thing. to work on your car? Yeah, Randy, like she's inside goofing around watching TV, and her dad's out there loading everything up. Yeah, polishing up the old tailpipe. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, so we go to the Nationals. In the grandstands, there's an entire section of fans that all have signs and T-shirts saying, yeah, we love Eric Erica. Anders flags. Yeah, this is amazing. Unbelievable. Will you, the next time we go to a race, will you bring an Erica Enders flag? No, I will not. Um, so we go, there's this odd, like, photo op thing with reporters where they're all asking Erica if she feels pressure because she's the only girl in the entire national, <laughs> which they have had. I think the first junior director nationals was, when do you think it was? 90, 93, 4, 5, something like that. There has never been a nationals with under 100 girls driving. Yeah. Never. No, this is, un- this is, this is just. And this is supposed to be seven or eight years into her career. This is yes. this is ridiculous. This is highly well, we know this was when we were racing, as we'll get to. We were racing against her. We're getting to the best part here. Um. So yeah, that's ridiculous. But this did I I popped huge for this. Lynn Nickerson is in this movie. Yes. He He was, yeah, local Texas area beloved announcer and also biggest WWE fan you'd ever want to meet. When Tommy and I would race, worked in wrestling references into all of his announcing, which was amazing. He'd play if if he liked you, which he loved Tommy and I, he would play. You could request a wrestler theme song. As you were pulling to the starting line and you could get the Steve Austin glass break as you drove up over the PA. It was great. He was in a, he was a great man. The late great. Oh. Actually, we went to his funeral. So indeed. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Indeed. All right. So they show they show Erica win a race. They only show like they cut to her winning a race. And at the end of that race, they announce she is now going to the final against Jordy. And you know well, what I mean, do? it's a short it's a short field when they cut all the other hundred girls that were in the race out of it. So there's not too many more people left to race. You know what we're going to do? We're going to run the final the next day. <laughs> so you, let me you imagine like if you're a parent like so say, Glenn, like you take your son to the soccer game and you, it's hot out there and. They get down to like a minute left in the game. They're like, hey, everybody go home. Come back tomorrow. We're just going to play the last 30 seconds of the game. But we want you all to come back tomorrow. 
Are you out on that? That's a bit. That's a big no. <laughs> Go ahead. Are there lights on this field? Can we get the <laughs> Dylan Panthers to get, come out here and put some lights up? We're not coming back tomorrow. So they, and I mean the Nationals, just because there was so many, so many racers, many of them girls. They it was a multi-day thing, but you know it's like run the first few rounds one day. Like they're never getting to the final race. A, so they're gonna come back the next day, no time trials, just. Just yeah. go out there and run it, and they come back the next day, full stands. All those people came back to watch one race. Watch one race. It's going to last eight or nine seconds. So we get, uh, of course, you know, like I said, she's running. We were running Jordy. We get Jordy's dad accusing Enders of cheating. Not only is he accusing Erica, he's accusing Greg, who he calls the computer expert. <laughs> Yes. Which I don't know. We, we, they, they should have made another movie about Greg's expertise in hacking. Yes. So they they do a full tech inspection, full teardown of the car, which apparently takes all night. When with a junior dragster, you can have the thing down to the frame in under a minute and be like, <laughs> okay, there's the two wires the car has. Yeah. Like you're talking about a vehicle that that literally does not have a battery on it, so it'd be real real easy to identify electronic equipment. If you Ooh. see a wire, there's a problem. So hold on, we got a. Uh, as Tommy mentioned, we should get Greg Ender's computer expertise. Pulled up Greg Ender's LinkedIn here. <laughs> oh boy. Tell me what this sounds like. He's listed as. This is in the 90s. CEO of Bismart, B-I-Z-M-A-R-T, Bismart Computer Superstore Houston, personal computer hardware, software, network integration services, computer skills training company. Does that sound like the the one-off computer computer store? (laughs) Sounds like a computer man. He was the CEO. He was. He was. How's Bismarck doing today? Could we go invest in that company today? Purchase something from them? I don't think so. Oh. But I feel like this is like the place, you know, next to the, the closed down Radio Shack where it's like Joe's computers and you're like, who goes in there? <laughs> oh, man. I wonder if he, did he service the Hunter Biden laptop? <laughs> what a great story that would be. <laughs> Four Seasons Lawn Care and Bismarck Computers in the same article. Oh. I'm interested. All right, so we got to wrap this up before we get to – we're going to finish the movie adaptation, and then we're going to tell you what happened in real life. <laughs> what actually happened. The only reason we're doing this. The only reason we're doing this. All right, so they accuse them. Like I said, they tear down the car. Obviously, there's nothing there, so it's all good. Randy sleeps in the car because yeah. he's so well, he doesn't because, trust anyone. No, and because you know one of the reasons you buy an enclosed trailer is so you can leave your car sitting outside all night at the track. <laughs> yeah, it's and like the number one sales feature of an enclosed trailer. As Courtney and Erica and everyone's sleeping in the uh, the nice motorhome, they're like, Randy, you stay out here with the car. <laughs> Boy, he's his fat a barely fit in there too, man. He had to really struggle to get out. 
It's funny that that would happen with an Ender's car. All right, so oh, we also get the in this um this scene. So we get Courtney and Erica. They're trying to fall asleep in the motorhome, and Courtney gives a very moving speech, telling Erica how she wouldn't be racing if it wasn't for her. She would have never had the courage to be the first girl racer like Erica. And now Erica has made it easier for all the girls that follow her. Mm. Yeah. Amen. Indeed. So that's that's why we all wear the number 42 when we race to this day. (laughs) Uh, All right. So now it's time for the final. It cuts back to Todd. Yeah. Todd's the boyfriend. He's having a full-on Super Bowl party. Living room full. All high schoolers. We got we got five people crammed on this little couch. Four high school girls and right in the middle, Mr. French teacher. Very uncomfortable. Oh, <laughs> no. Yes. Oh, man, that's not going to work for me. Erica goes up there, rolls the tree in the final. Yeah. By the way, what she does in this last race—that's that is the end of any race. Yes. Like if you're you're, if you're at the most amateur competition at Podunk Kennedale Raceway, you jump through the lights once they're all lit, it's over. You don't get to back up. You don't get a second shot. That's the end of the race. You can't even do that on a flag start race. No. They let her restage it though. Erica wins. They let her restage it because she said, "I didn't red light." Yeah. Oh, that and they was were key. like, yeah, okay. I mean, it was it was like when I used to play baseball and I would swing at the third strike and I would admit, I'd be like, no, no, I didn't strike out. Don't be another one. We're good. So Erica wins. They stop on the track, which well, is they got ready thing. on the track. The whole thing happened on the track. Like, what is that? Uh, she wins the Wally. They do a big presentation because she won the nationals. Yeah, some the, of those. Cameos are NHRA, real NHRA officials, yep. by the way. She won the, the 15 to 17-year-old division. And what's kind of interesting here is, Glenn, can you see your camera well? Oh, boy. Does this does this look like the trophy she won? Oh, boy. Uh, that looks very similar, in Can fact, you read what class that was for? Wait a minute. Does that say 15 and older Champion, champion NHRA champion. How, wow. We've got how a could scandal that on our hands here? You stole Erica Anderson's <laughs> trophy? It's like national treasure. They decided now, not now to surely to... she wasn't racing in the race that you won. No, I mean, surely, surely I didn't beat Erica Enders. <laughs> and surely after I did, as I just didn't think a thing about it and went on to getting ready for the next race. Surely her Wait, it dad wasn't even in the final. No, it wasn't in the final. And surely her dad didn't come up to me as I'm getting my car ready, pull up, honk the little horn on his golf cart. And I'm like, what? And he's like, <laughs> well, son, you know, you've done something now. Cause you just beat the best and drove <laughs> off. Man. Oh, it, this is this is actually classic because we have a photo of Dave in the the actual photo that that is not nearly as dramatic as what's portrayed in the movie, holding the trophy and in the background holding a much smaller, less prestigious trophy. The only female competing that day. 
I that's what I need to do. I need to go back and find the time slips from that race. I don't know if they'd have names on them, but I probably beat three other girls too. Like there were so many female racers. Like this whole movie is such a farce. <laughs> <laughs> and Dave has pulled back the curtain on Disney's Right on Track. Wow. Like the He's only thing he actually won the nationals. The only thing accurate about this whole movie was there is a sport called drag racing. <laughs> oh, but in in her defense, Erica Enders has gone on to have a very successful professional racing career, far yep. eclipsing that of Point Break Dave, who is, to my knowledge, has had no professional racing career. I did not. So here's the hypothetical question: It is 2020. In 2028, would you switch net worths with Erica Enders? Oh my gosh, there is not a year of my life I would switch net worth with her. Well, I mean, even on the NHRA circuit, isn't she getting paid just like 70% or 65% of what the men get? Isn't that how that works? <laughs> I thought it was in the Constitution. No. Well, you know what they say, man. It's for every dollar a man makes, a woman makes 70 cents. And it's not fair. The man's only left with 30. <laughs> Remember